Uncensored Radio Real Talk Roundtable. Real life, real laughs, real talk. Hello out there in UCR land and welcome back to the Real Talk Roundtable. It's been a little while since we've pulled up our chairs and, you know, shared our points of view, but it's about that time. It's silly season, so we thought we'll get it. We'll get a pre-silly season vent out for everything because I don't know if you've read in the news, seen the news, heard the news, that there seems to be a little bit of a outbreak of a virus again in Japan, um, you know, respiratory kind of feelings. Uh, this time it's kids, so... I thought it oh. was in dogs. No, uh, well, they started with they started. They, they're reporting children, so we're getting another strain of something coming to ruin our lives. And I thought, what's been in the news lately is a lot about the pandemic pause. For so, for those of you that aren't familiar with the concept, pandemic pause is basically the idea that over the years of our pandemic lockdown and life subsequently, that people and individuals and, you know, establishments have missed out on major life goals and like major moments and it's affected their development, stunted our interactions, etc., etc. And I've seen a fair few things in the last couple of weeks that made me go and have given me a little bit of pause about it. So I thought I would gather some folk around the round table and we all had a very different experience of COVID. So I thought that we would, we would talk about that first. So Jeff, you just up and left. That was your solution, right? <laughs> well, I didn't until August, right? Um, my aunt bought a second house and she was like, come down. And I was like, oh God, you know, cause I was the dude that like, wouldn't let anybody in, lock the doors and you know, was, Lysol wiping the food down before it came in the house. Um, you know, it was nuts. And made it down there and just didn't come back for a while. And then stayed because it was like being in our own little universe. So it was fun. And so I didn't really get to experience it like everybody else did. So now I'm back in the real world and, and, and back to owning businesses. So I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. We won't be doing that again. There will be no more pandemics. <laughs> no. No. No, no. Not allowed. No, no. One was enough. One's enough in this lifetime. No, no. You have to wait till I'm yeah. dead. Then you can have another one. Uh, You've been triggered. The first one actually ended. It's supposed to be every hundred years, isn't it? Like, right? Once in every couple of generations, but whatever. But as you said, you kind of you, you took the boys and and went and had an alternate lifestyle, I guess you would say, for because you're already they were already getting vacation. Home. Yeah, they're already getting homeschooled at the point, and we and we know that Fox News had a lot to say about it for you. <laughs> um, for, the, for those of you that haven't seen Jeffrey on Fox News, um, <laughs> and that other <laughs> moron on uh, Newsmax who like didn't get my name right and none of the sh- oh god, he was an idiot. Go back and look about it when Jeff was was um insta famous for a couple of seconds yeah you were that was great but i had to see this yeah it was it was an interesting time because you decided to go get up and get out and you had the option to do so so they kind of got an extra extracurricular learning i guess out in the wilderness right (laughs) they (laughs) They were chopping wood they were digging rocks they were doing all that kind of stuff from what i remember Yeah, yeah, I think it was the best thing, you know, and over that, because when we left, Aiden was in fourth grade, and at the time, he couldn't read, and he couldn't really do basic math, you know, he was getting transferred into um, a, a special needs class, and it was very frustrating, I wanted him to be held back, and they're like, we don't really do that anymore, I'm like, the kid can't read, and he's going into fourth grade, you know what I mean, like, this is a problem to me, like, this is not okay, he's got a one-on-one yeah. aid, and she's clearly just doing the work for him, because he's coming home, and he's got one page of homework, and we're sitting there from three to seven o'clock at night trying to get the one page done, there's a lot of tears, a lot of yelling, like, it's not good, like, this, something's horribly wrong here, and then over the one year of remote learning, well, all of a sudden, guess what he picked up, reading and basic math, yeah. So, 
It's Here just, we are. So now we're still doing it. And guess what? Nobody gets really sick anymore until we go around people. So it's <laughs> yeah. I I definitely, you know, I watch all my friends and their kids are sick at least once a month. I'm like, nah, you know what? You, you guys can keep that. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. We'll stay at home. It's all good. Now, the lovely Anne, you were running running businesses during COVID and planning international tours and all that kind of thing. It really knocked you guys around, didn't it? Yeah, we had our first international speaking gig that was going to be coming up. We actually had two conferences we were going to be speaking at in America uh, that year. Uh, and our first big international trip for our frightfully good fans that were going to come with us. And it all went to pieces and we were devastated. But in actual fact, um, we, instead of sitting there whinging and complaining about how horrible it all is and the business has gone to shit and um, I can't hit the goals I want to, we pivoted. We changed what we were doing. We doubled down on the internet. We grew our audience and we learnt a lot. There was a lot of stuff that we used to go, oh, I can't do that too hard. But because we were in the situation that we couldn't go out and be public anymore, uh, we we learnt the skills we needed to and I think it actually helped grow our business. Not that I want to go through all of that again to grow a business, but you roll with it. Don't, don't whinge about it. If it's not going to work that way anymore, then you've got to learn the new way to do it. Well, you did the same thing that everyone else did. You started a podcast. <laughs> you actually started the podcast. Oh, hang on. It's been going yeah. for... I don't know, yeah, three years now? Be three the years? Same. Because we were the same. Yeah, was, we, actually, we, yeah. we, we, were, we were going. No, but we were we were going. We got real we got real strong numbers during the pandemic yeah, because everyone's yep. stuck at home. So it's like <laughs> win for us. Yeah. yeah. No, we you, we did. We started the True Hauntings podcast, and that has now we're up to 140 episodes and it has over six hundred thousand downloads. So it's not doing too bad. Yeah, because people were desperate wow. for content. They were tuning into anything and everything that could, oh. you know, ex- escape the day-to-day life, and that that worked out really well for us. We <laughs> kind of gave us a big boost, and we were able to, you know, keep moving along. But the, the diversifying of, you know, plans is a huge thing that I think everyone learned from, from having to do it on the fly, like, because you either adapt or die, right? It's just like, yeah, no thanks. Yeah. And no the other places you. that were doing well were the people that sell courses because um, everyone was wanting to learn something new. I bought so many courses. I got diplomas in bits and pieces from the Centre of Excellence. But I got them. <laughs> I started to... <laughs> you are excellent. We all know that. I know, so, right. You don't need us to talk about <laughs> now, Christina, you had a pretty unique pandemic, right? Because you had you've got a COVID baby. He I was born. have a COVID baby. I, you know what? I have two COVID babies. So that actually, which is talk, talk about that because that must have been a scary time. It was. So my daughter was actually she was born in uh, what is it? July? Yeah, July of twenty. <laughs> July of twenty. I'm sorry, July 19. And yep. then, so she was only six months old when the pandemic started. I went back to work and a month later we were pulled out and told to work from home. So I was able to like be with her when she grew up. My husband got laid off. It was just like, you know, he was on unemployment because there was no jobs because he's a plumber. And then it was just like, okay, well, we're all home. I sat at my dining room table and worked, and then I got pregnant again, and then I had another kid. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it was just it, it was different. And I know that my son is is definitely hurting from it more than my daughter was because I feel like since my husband was home, I was home. You know, we were on top of her to like learn things and sit down with her and show her things, but like. Yeah. With my son, you know, I'm home and I'm working from home, but I'm working from home. My husband's now working. Like, you know, like I, we didn't have that time to like sit down when he was like in his prime time of learning. <laughs> so like teach him like letters and talking and sounding out things like he's two. He's not really talking. So it's, it's scary. It's like, oh, is it him? Is it us? Like, you know, it, it's scary. And it's like, no, he's a pandemic baby. 
Like, yeah. he's going to learn a little slower. It feels like the world kind of rushed like, back to regular. Like, we got we got tired in the all clear. It was like, oh, everything's fine. We'll go yeah. back to we'll go back to living the, the way yeah. things are. It's fine. Everything people are expecting you to go back to normal. It's not. Yeah, exactly. I feel like only now, like now, what in the, the ends the dying days of November in twenty twenty three, things feel like they used to feel like. But then there's the threat, <laughs> the ever living threat that you know a bad sneeze away and we're all locked, well, all it's locked back down. It's not for us with the tours because people are still uh, nervous to book uh, for the ghost tours yeah. or the experiences because they're all worried uh, it's going to get cancelled or they get sick, they won't get their money back. So people aren't booking until the very last minute and then we're going, can we afford to run this tour because we don't have enough bookings and do we take the risk of waiting till that last minute when people actually book? Uh, so we, what do you do? Yeah, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And that's a very good segue in Vera because you, my friend, were there. You were, you were the frontline girl. Fucking thing. You were frontline girl, weren't you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, you can't nurse remotely. <laughs> <laughs> so um, talk about that. Talk about what it was like because you, <laughs> the nurses usually get the feeling of for things before they happen and you're like, something bad's coming. <laughs> yeah, well... You knew it was coming. For me, it started in 2019. I, I get, you know, confused sometimes hearing people say 2020 because, you know, we started hearing about this virus in 2019. We started realizing that we were uh, running out of PPE in 2019. And it's like, even before that March date that New York State shut down, I was like, should we do this? Should we do that? Should we go out to dinner? Maybe we shouldn't do this. And I went to work every single day. Is this the day I'm going to come home with this and get my family sick? Is this the day I'm going to kill my mother with her heart problem or my sister with her diabetes? You know, is this the day somebody's going to die because I had to go to work and got COVID? It was a really stressful time for me. And there was, everybody was staying home. The whole world was staying home except me, you know? I was the only one who had to shovel you. the driveway. The whole street was snowed in all that winter, and I had to shovel in the driveway to go to work all by myself. <laughs> God bless. Myself. God bless. That's but, that's why the that's why the emergency <laughs> services workers and the you know the um the essential employees deserved all the all the you know clappings and whatever they did. They just, you guys deserved oh, everything. That clapping didn't didn't. Stop waking up. Oh, we're all better. Goodbye. I know, yep. <laughs> now everyone's back to yelling. Money. <laughs> now everyone's back to yelling because... Yeah, clapping this... don't pay the bills. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> it does not. It does not. Yeah, but, thank uh, you for that's... your service. You. So now, now give me my medication. <laughs> but I think it it's really highlighted a few things, especially for me because I worked in retail during that time and the first yeah. lockdown in Australia we were deemed essential services. So the only things that were open in the shopping centre were Coles and Woolworths, which are the food, like the food shops for the Americans, and my store, which is now out of business, <laughs> that sold CDs and DVDs and stuff like that and games. So we were essential services for the first, yeah, I know, <laughs> for this whole first pandemic uh, before that, like we came out and then we went back in, and then we came out and then we, and we were like, you know, we were like the groundhog. We're going to stick our nose out and see if it's pandemic fresh or not. But it was very interesting just to see the way that people, how, or how quickly society can change and degrade to, well, I want mine. I want mine. You can go get fucked because all I have to say to you is two words toilet paper. <laughs> Toilet paper because I got to see it. I got serious. to see it front line because we there was one shop we could see from the store. There's one around the corner, and you could tell when the toilet paper dropped came because there were people running, full force running. They wouldn't even take the pallets into the store. They would put the pallets out the front, <laughs> cut them out with box cutters and hand them out. And that's what people were like. Of all the things to worry about during a pandemic, 
toilet paper is what brought civilization undone. It was very funny to watch. Uh, does anyone have a toilet paper story? I'm sure there's got to be one. I do. Vera, <laughs> go. Well, you know, I was working. I wasn't running to the store, stocking up on milk, stocking up on paper towels. I get home, a random Tuesday, I've got no toilet paper. There's none at Wegmans. There's none at Walmart. There's none at Costco. Fucking toilet paper. I ended up buying toilet paper off Amazon. I paid thirty-six dollars for what was supposed to be eight rolls of toilet paper, but ended up being four. What? And it was supposed to be environmentally friendly. That's code for disintegrates when wet. <laughs> oh, no. oh, Vera. See, the one thing I the one thing I want to know. I think we. I wonder if you could find out. I want to know what the percentage of bidet sales were. Oh, I got a bidet. It went up. You couldn't. I, mean, I had, had a bidet before that. Yeah, yeah. That was one of I my posts. I, like, I couldn't understand what fucking people were. I'm like, just go buy a bidet. What are you losing your? Yeah, right? I mean, now, here's the thing. I couldn't really say shit because I'm a nutty person, right? Where I have some OCD problems, and <laughs> Amazon subscribe and save, and I are best friends, so. I, I like to keep 97 rolls of toilet paper in the house at all times anyways. So I was prepared for this. And you know, <laughs> between toilet paper and paper towels, like there's paper. My aunt was losing it. You know what I mean? In a 900 square foot house in Missouri, there was paper mm -hmm. towels and toilet paper shoved in everything. She's like, I don't ever have to worry. You know, when I left, she's like, um, I just want to let you know I kept some. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. I was like, it's fine because when I came back here, like I still have stashes all over the house here. You know what I mean? Like I have not bought toilet paper and paper towels since I've come back to New York in February and I still have packages. That's great. Well, That's great. if hell breaks loose, I'm coming to your house. Yeah. I'll be like, right. You know. I, I do have to say that, like, the first time, I remember being in the grocery store the first time that, like, the pandemic started, and it was like, should you wear a mask, should you, should you not wear a mask, should you wipe everything down, should you wear gloves, it was like, you know, and I was like, I'm just going to go grab a couple of things, and I'm standing in line, and, like, I'm seeing people who have gloves and masks on, and I'm like, why didn't I wear a mask, and I had a sweatshirt on, and I was walking around the, the store like this. <laughs> Like a child. And I, I went. Yeah, I went to the like cleaning aisle, and I bought rubber gloves, like re like you know, like what you what your mother would wear when she's washing dishes. <laughs> were they and pink? Were they pink? They they were yellow. Oh. And I shoved like you know I shoved the whole sleeve because you know it goes up to your elbow. I shoved, I shoved it down like my sleeve, and I was walking around the grocery store like that, and I was terrified. And it's just, but I mean. Like at one point we didn't have toilet paper, but my mom did. Like you know, it was just like she she stocked up just like Jeff does, and now I stock up. Like you know, I buy as much toilet paper as I possibly yeah. can, even if I'm running low. Well, I buy another big thing from Costco, <laughs> and if I'm running out, another thing. Like you know, I'm never out of toilet paper. I will never be out of toilet. Paper. I just no, I think it, it, it didn't even have anything to do with being in a pandemic, right? But I think from being poor when I first moved out on my own, I moved out when I was 17, you know, I have this innate fear of not having things or I've had friends that have no money or whatever. So like, right, my chest freezer was always chucked full of, yeah. you know what I mean? So I, I, I'm prepared, right? So if something happens and money gets tight, like I know, like there's food in the house, there's things, you know? Um, yeah, I, I it's just yeah. it's I use I Kirkland toilet paper, but I bought Scott, so like I have I think I have like a 16 pack of Scott in the basement that's just Isn't sitting that there like the loose leaf just... paper one. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like the really thin, like the one fly almost. Like it was I, like I a just in case. Like I'm I subscribed, I subscribed, <laughs> and it gives a crap. And I get it delivered. <laughs> yeah. To the yeah. paper one? No, no, she gets very fancy toilet paper. She gets very oh, like yeah. colorfully wrapped, Ooh. like little fancy. I don't know. Yeah, the Kirkland toilet paper is really good. Has I have anybody to say. tried the um I think it's like made out of bamboo and it's supposed to last like a year or something? Ooh. Yeah. Bamboo toilet. Yeah. 
it comes like wrapped in like really fancy, pretty things, and it's super expensive. And I, I think it's I, no man. I got no, paper towels at Aldi's for like fifty cents a roll. Like, I can't even think about people who rewash diapers. You know, like yeah, it's just it's one of those things. Ooh, that's that's all dice. Disposable paper towels. You just threw it out. It wasn't anything yeah. you would reuse. No, I yeah. Well, people I were doing. That. Remember, remember seeing on like, well, say the rise of TikTok over <laughs> over the pandemic as well. Yeah. You remember seeing people reuse their paper towel, like literally hang out their paper towel to dry so they could use it again. Yeah. Well, and I didn't I even understand that, that like, either. Right, like. I've got so many like Norwex cloths, right? Like I, I try yeah. not to use the paper towels. Like they're for she's you know, red. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Now I'm not going not to like speak out of speak out of to or, like talk out of school because I do I do house sit at Anne's house. Um, there are some people that call <laughs> that have um that bought up on water. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell, you wanna tell the folks you want to tell the folks about uh, Roman's adventures? How many cases uh, of water do you have? Well, no, it's not that he um, he used to use water for his CPAP machine. He had to get special water, and uh, what he's done is he's used all the bladders. He's filled them up with water, and he's stored them all on top of our kitchen cupboard. So there's probably about thirty of these big bladders full of water. I'm waiting for the whole cupboard system to fall down but he started that well before covid that was well before covid he's another that's good i love it I'm all, oh, that's one, of the, one of the first things that when i she goes don't mind the water it's romans i'm like okay, <laughs> good to know good to know but we, all, we, all, tendencies. We, all, we all hoarded our own things right it yeah, was, it was okay yeah, it's okay all right but I want to talk about uh, some of the upsides because when I actually did go into lockdown, the thing that I had was time and I never have time. <laughs> My time is so like well spent everywhere. But when we were here, we had the show to do, which was great. Twice a week, we were doing lives twice a week back then and pre-recording <laughs> and we were very busy. We were very busy. But other than that, I taught some dance classes online, like nowhere near the amount, nowhere near the amount I actually did teach. No work. So I actually had time to go out and exercise and sleep mm-hmm. and, you know, clean and do all this stuff that I never have time to do. And by the end of the pandemic, I was like, we have to come out of lockdown. I'm like, getting, going like going for two walks a day. I'm like, what is this about? Like, who is who am I? Like, getting up early to go for a walk before as the sun comes up, then going for one in the afternoon. I'm like, know, what is right? my life? What is my life? Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. But oh, I must admit, my sleep pattern did go to buggery though, because oh, it's already gone to buggery. But even worse, because there was nothing to get up for. So he's like. I'll sleep when I want. But that was my upside. I actually had time because I was doing boot camp back in the and you know, the boot camp got shut down and everything. So I was like, oh well, I'll just keep going. And I lost weight during the pandemic. Who knew? Like, because there was actually time to stop and look after yourself as opposed to, you know, <laughs> doing the outside stuff. Yeah. For me. For I me didn't anyway. Get to bake sourdough bread. I didn't oh. get I went to fucking work every fucking day. I know. We know, Vera. I didn't go into work, but I was working the entire fucking time, and I did not take care of myself. I did not go for fucking walks. What we did do was we drew on the wall in the garage, and we played yo-yo, and we (laughs) did TikToks, and we perfected our yo-yo tricks. I I mean, that's, like, the one thing I definitely remember from the pandemic is we would put the kid down for bed, go outside, smoke a little bit, and play with the yo-yo. Like, it was just like, oh, let's learn new tricks. Let's do this. And then we do stuff, like, throw stuff on the wall. It was just, like, a thing that to, to do. And it was like, oh, right, well, now I'm going to start making TikToks. Okay, well, now I'm going to start going live on TikTok. Now I'm going to meet Jeffrey. Like, it was just, like, yeah, you know, all these little things. I, I feel like That's it cool. See, you're the one good thing that came out. You know? I think it changed the world. I, I mean, Definitely. 
I don't see when I've gone out, it's not the same anymore. Like it is totally different. Like the crowds are different. The places are different. It's, it's just not the same. Um, which is interesting to me, you know, it, it's people just, that was such a long period of time that everybody just kind of evolved with it, you know? And I think being trapped inside for so long and being away from people, you really just learned you don't like people. <laughs> yes. 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 You know, like you, you got your tribe okay. of people and that's okay. Right. You, we like our right. tribe. And then the rest of the people, it's like, Oh no, no. Do you know how nice it was to like, I mean, again, I'm in an office. You don't deal with the drama. Right. Like, do you know how much like, nicer it was to just show up, do your job, and, and just move the fuck on? Like, to not hear the little gossip that was going on between, like, who's hooking up, who's not hooking up, what's who's doing this, who got fired, who did that. You know, I again, nobody knew I was pregnant. When I came back to work in the office, they're like, oh, how's your baby girl? I was like, mm, you know what? Now I have two. Like, they're like, what? Like, again, I had a sick baby. Like, it was just like one of those things. It's just, I, I mean, it's so been nice. for a long time. It's like, yeah, my God, right? I'm like, fuck. But no, it was just, but you know, it was just so nice to not have to deal with that for so long. And now, like, I'm back in it. And it's just like, ah, fuck. Like, we just let me work from home five days a week. Like, well, I don't want to do, the, I don't want to deal. The remote working thing and people are like, I love it. Because the companies are like trying to get people to go back to work and yeah, people are like, you yeah, yeah. I know you're sitting in my pajamas. They've seen the like people have seen the light of day that some things aren't necessary, and that's a good and a bad thing. Like it definitely killed a lot of retail stores, a lot of restaurants, a lot of stuff like that. Um, we used to have Thursday night late night shopping here in Australia. That is dead now. That does not exist. Like it used to be a bit like people used to be like out and about Thursday nights to like 9 30, 10 o'clock at night shopping, and now it's just like quiet stores as a tumbleweed rolls well, past. That's but, the same oh, thing here. Like there's no, you used to be able to, you know, you could get pizza at 3 a.m. grocery stores. Yeah. And you can't get anything late night anymore. Oh, and pe- so like, people constantly bitch, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I got the sub shop open later. People don't, nope. nobody comes, nobody's out, nope. but they all right. bitch. Yeah. Because yeah, there's so a piece of place. It's still open until 2 a.m. over by me. 7 o'clock showing is it. Yeah. Really? Oh, we've wow. still got late movies. Thank God we've still got late crazy. movies. I wouldn't know what to do with myself. No. Oh, 9.30 session. Wouldn't know what to do with myself without it. Oh, but before the pandemic, every single store was open till 9 every single day. Yeah. yeah. Both yeah. stores, some stores were open 24 hours. Yeah. That's a co- 24-hour yeah. store in, in well, I think code. all of our grocery stores were open 24 hours yeah. before. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. That's, wow. that's a when you think about it, that's people's jobs, you know. We've, we're, yeah. that's people's jobs taken away because we got comfortable being mm. at home and also getting stuff when we want it from outside. And now it's click places. and play. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, and everybody learned to shop online even more. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the the patience level of people has gone from zero to minus five. Like we've just oh, yeah. we've just awesome. been through Black Friday. <sighs> Uh, <laughs> being through the Black Friday sales and like people coming to go, I saw this online. I want it. I'm like, well, we don't have it. When can you get it? <laughs> three to seven days. What do you mean three <laughs> to seven days? I'm like, that's how long it takes to ship from the warehouse. Yeah, that's how long it would take you to ship from a warehouse to order it from home. It's that we don't have this secret portal that we can just <laughs> pull shit out of you, and go. You don't have a teleporter. You want it? Oh, yeah, you want it. Oh, you want it. Okay, that makes it different. I'll go get it. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Andy and I were just talking about this kind of, um, you know, too, with how everything changed, where now I don't even want to call somebody on the phone to order something. Yes. If, if they don't have a website, guess what? You don't get my business. So I'm going <laughs> to order pizza from the place that I can order it online. Yes. So we're like, yeah, I'm doing oh. the same thing. I'm like, or they she's... have a phone number, but they don't want you to call it. They say, you call <laughs> the phone number, and they'll say, please use the portal. Please use <laughs> right. the app. Please so use I'm the like, app. I'm like, we need to get online ordering. Like, we need to have that set up. I'm like, because I know at least 
most of the people I know, nobody wants to call anywhere. Like we want to be able nobody to go does. do everything online. We want to drop off at our door. We don't want to talk to the driver. We don't want to yep. deal with people at all. We've done it all day long. We're fucking exhausted now. <laughs> well, at people. Chipotle on Grand Avenue, if you haven't ordered it on the app, don't go through the drive-thru. Oh, they because it's not a drive-thru. It's just a pickup window. Yeah. It's a pickup they window. Serve- oh. We have that here. I thought that was really interesting because they they built this drive-thru only KFC here in Australia. So it's not an you can't go into the there's no restaurant. It's just like little booths, and one of them is pickup only. It's not like this is your pickup only. Wow. This is your order. This is your other one. It's like oh okay, okay, interesting. I like <laughs> I figured, that. And I figured that out one so night. Yeah, yeah. And like so you pull it. over and you order it, yeah. and then you go That's into great. the line to pick it up. Yeah, and, and it lights up oh. which one you should go into and stuff like that. So it's like. Automated human services. It's like, please proceed yeah. to the next level. It's like, okay, I will. I, I like figured that, that out yeah. one night after doing the radio show, actually. I'm like, I'm hungry. Oh. What can I eat? KFC. <laughs> there we go. Health, healthy habits, healthy habits. But everyone was cooking <laughs> and whatnot. Everyone was cooking and whatnot during the pandemic. So whatever. So there's no time for that anymore. There's no time yeah, for that. I just what one of the one of the people I had over for Thanksgiving, they're like, I've never seen somebody with so many vinegars and oils in my life. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> I'm like, well, there's a whole shelf, right? Like the one whole shelf in my pantry is literally just different types of olive oils. It's true, folks. And, and, and yeah. I'm like, well, you, you know, let me I'm leave like, without two olive oils. I had to cook basic oil meals a day, you know, like you, you, you yeah. learn to cook different things and you need different shit for different things. Yeah, the amount, of people, different shit, the amount of people that cooked a risotto for the first time. Oh yeah, and I think they would have cooked it once from scratch. You like you only do that once. You like fuck this stirring. (laughs) We tried a bunch of stuff. Like one time, it was just like, all right, let's just empty out the fridge and see what comes up with it. Like, and I think I had like, fuck, what was it? It was like tater tots and uh, bacon and cheese, and it was just turned into like this breakfast thing that, like, breakfast skillet that I made up, and it's just. It was like one of the best things I think I've ever made, and have I ever made it again? No, no. But it was delicious, you know. Like again, we just tried different things. Exactly. Yeah. As as Vera said, everyone, everyone, their dog made bread. I'm pretty sure. I I saw so many <laughs> breads. I saw so many breads. I'm like, no, bitch. I like I have time, but I don't have that much time. I'd rather yeah. sleep. Like, the people I'd with sleep. the fucking sourdough bread, just I wanted to punch him in the yeah. face. When I, I saw have to, how much if I have to culture was, a yeast, I'm not doing it. I'm oh. doing it. You know what? Sorry, I don't want to make it like morbid, but even like funerals were really weird. Oh, like, oh, yeah. funerals. That's where I'm about to go. That's exactly Wait, where I'm about it, to go. Is it on here? I don't even know because my cousin just asked me and they said, Oh, you taped your uncles. Jeffrey has it. And I'm like, Oh, that's right. We did his funeral on this on our our yeah on Zoom because we wow. could only have X amount of family members right and our family was yeah. trapped in Florida they couldn't get up here yeah. and he died yeah. like, right in April right in the beginning of it so yeah. I I streamed it through this thing through uncensored radio privately um, <laughs> I'm like oh my god it's so morbid like I had to put a camera on the casket so they could see him and then they're like oh but it's standard now that is standard like when you go to a funeral now there is there is a streaming option for funerals because yeah, people, so people can't make it I I went through it with my dad he was um he got diagnosed with cancer in 2019 no beginning of 2020 so being the fact that I was frontline essential working at, while he was going through chemo I couldn't see him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So for for the, you know, for the lack of, for one to try and not kill the man, like, <laughs> you've got to stay away. And yeah. that's quite, that was a, a hard lesson. That was a hard lesson from that because people are so selfish. They're, they're going to do what they want to do and, and you know, lie. Come, out, come out and <laughs> cough, cough and hack all over you and I'm like, yeah, but you don't know what people are going home to if they've got newborn babies, if they've got elderly family, immunocompromised family, all that kind of stuff. And that was my biggest concern. 
and I missed out on a lot of time with him in that last year because I had to work. But what's yeah, the option? What's true. what's the other option? Yeah, right. it's like in, in our well, one store, we still have like candy built with like PVC pipe. She spray painted it silver. Um, you know, it's like a four foot guard. You know, so they can't get up to the. Yeah, counter, right? So they have to yeah. stand back. So it gives you like six foot. And then she still has the plastic barrier up at the cash register. People bitch. I can't tell you how many. It's usually men. Bitch. Why is this still here? Motherfucker, because oh assholes like you come in and fucking hack up a lung and you're still yeah. too close to me. Like, I got yeah. kids and she's got a 96-year-old mother. I don't give a fuck if it's over. I think it's the best thing ever because I don't want you to get close to me and plus, bitch, you need a goddamn Tic Tac. <laughs> <laughs> and the motherfuckers I keep it on smell too. like cat piss. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't, I, you know, even in 7-Eleven, they still have that up. Like, I would appreciate that. Like, I appreciate that. Like, again, I don't want your germs. You don't want mine. Like, that's an easy way to just, like, instead of me wearing a mask, everywhere I, I fucking go, I think it's just put up the fucking plastic. I think every like, place should have the cup Yeah. I put the mask oh. on again. There's 90% of the people at work are coughing today. Oh, yeah. oh well, God. It's doing the rounds again because everyone's just like chilled out, like, oh, well, whatever. Because we had our holiday books for last year, you know, anytime they were saying you can go get another shot, I was like, do it. Me too. I've already got my fifth. Do it. Give it to me. And because, you know, my my dad was sick, I was like, do it. Give it to me. I've got I've got five shots worth flowing around this body now. So Whoa. my phone and signal got has got my phone signal has got no better though. And I got the flu vaccine. Wow. Yeah, I got the flu vaccine as well. Ooh, I got, I I got one that? in one in each arm. Oh God, I just talked to you. They were like, Oh, I just went and got my microchip update and I fucking <laughs> lost it. But you know what? Oh, I haven't ever gotten it again. I had it once when I'd had one vaccine. Me too. And, I've got, and I all these people, people that we know who had one or two vaccines and have had COVID four, five times and are long term ill, long term ill from it. Like, I, it just and that whole. How many times have you had a booster? Me. I've yeah. had five. I've had five. Oh. I've had five, baby doll. That 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 ain't me. That shit ain't getting me. Oh, <laughs> right, you can. I'm terrified. Grow wings. I'm gonna be like, yeah, I want my X Men powers to come in. But, so, like, with, with even with that, like, you had when well, okay, when I had my daughter, the next day it was a room full of people, right, in in the delivery room because it was 2019. Now, fast forward to 2021, when my son was born, I was only allowed one person in the room with me, like, and that person had to stay with me, be vaccinated, and couldn't leave. And if they did leave, they couldn't come back. So my husband had to stay with me for three days straight while I was in the hospital the entire time. I could only have one guest at a time. That person had to be vaccinated and prove that they were vaccinated. Um, so only my dad was allowed in because my mom was sick. So my mom met or saw my son for the first time through the hospital window because I was on the first floor. I was like, just come up and walk up to the window and I'll just, I'll just hold him. And like even that, like, you know, just missing that opportunity of being with the family, like, and, and not having to wear a mask or worry about a booster shot or worry about getting a COVID vaccine. Like that ruined the whole experience for me when I had my son. Like that was awful. I have to say that was just the worst part. It was like, my sister couldn't come in. My nieces couldn't come in. Like nobody could come in to see my son. And like, it was lonely. It was lonely for, you know, I was in there for four days. Like it sucked. It, I'm sure it did because you know that that's a hard thing to go through. But I think the people that were outwardly and you know unashamedly fighting against rules put in place to keep compromised people safe, safe. yeah, the problem. You know, I'm going that's to the hospital. And you can't stop me. And I'm going to do this, and I I don't have to wear a mask. And that. What about we had that huge riot here in Australia, and then what, 50% of them came down with COVID the next week? Like, anti-vax anti riots, freedom, sovereign citizens, guess who <laughs> yeah. all got fucking, guess who all got COVID? <laughs> I can't tell you. I know 
two different healthcare workers who got long-term COVID. One just went in for open heart surgery yesterday due to complications Jesus. from long-term COVID. And another one has <clears throat> permanent thrombosis that they had to put stents in their veins so the blood clot wouldn't cause a stroke because of long-term COVID symptoms, you know? Wow. And there are people that have long-term COVID that have uh, lung damage. You know, these are your nurses and your healthcare workers who expose themselves for your greater good and you motherfuckers won't put on a goddamn mask. <laughs> you know? we know, there is very famous Vera rants if you want if you want to go back to the pandemic Vera events. When it, I have no problem ones. wearing a mask. I just <laughs> I do have to, I didn't have a problem wearing a mask either. However, like when my nurse would come into the room, you know, obviously me and my husband weren't wearing the mask in the room. My son was actually ended up in the NICU for a couple of days. So I really didn't even, he wasn't in my room. So it was just me and my husband. And every time the nurse came in, she would take her, her mask off to talk to us. Every nurse, like, and I didn't even, I didn't even say like, oh, put that back on. Like, you know, I wouldn't. I was never, you are with it. You, you would be within your rights. Well, okay. yeah. Yeah, like, I, yeah, but I didn't give a shit. Like, yeah, and she did. clearly did it. Like, well, they didn't, yeah. you know, like <laughs> a bunch of nurses did it. I feel like I don't even remember the half of them wearing masks, but. Oh, look, who remembers? It was so, so long. <laughs> I just remember that, That's like, a few masks. A few mask fails that, that, that I had. I remember going shopping and trying to get the, the plastic bags open to put the fruit in it, and you can't. I was like, yeah. oh, no. Or the, or the first time you the first time you sneeze with the mask on, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> won't do that again. Yeah, it's all won't do that again. That no. Bagel that you could smell yeah, in your yeah, yeah. Like oh, maybe man. a less a less fragrant lunch might be better. Um, my, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't obviously. I don't leave the house very much, so I didn't have to wear the mask very often. But every time I leave the house, right, I, I usually have my coffee. Mm. Oh, you tried to drink? Oh. Did you drink? Yeah. Well, then, you know what I mean. So everywhere I go, I usually have a coffee mug, and then guess what? Well, bitch, you can't fucking drink it. So then it's like, what are you gonna do? Lift your mask? Well, yeah. So you have to leave the coffee in the car, and then the. My favorite, and then people started getting creative with the little straw the social, hole that was a social media. Did you see that couple that were out for dinner and cut a mouse hole in their mask so they could eat with their mask on? Oh <laughs> my god! See, this is the these are the times when you wish COVID had an IQ like oh quotient. yeah. The people, people in the beginning, like when it first first happened. And like all the meme things were going around, and people like in the trash bags and like yes. in the fucking like plastic jugs with like fucking scuba gear on it. Yeah. That shit was amazing. <laughs> the pot cover oh. in the sweatshirt. Oh my God. Oh, the ones did you see ever see? And I mean, this I saw in real life too the people wearing tampons, like, uh, or, you know, pads, like just fucking. Oh delicious. my God. Well, I, I had a dreadful time with the masks. So I ended up with really bad mask acne and my skin erupted into pustules uh, and um, because it was rubbing on it all the time. So then the mask became a great thing because it hit it, but the mask was causing it. So it was just it was awful. I'd always had beautiful skin and now it's just shit and it's, it's never <laughs> recovered. I agree. That would be awesome. I want to. I just want to talk about before we finish up. So the big, I watched a, a couple of TikToks on it, and it seems that you know Generation Z feel like they've missed out on rites of passage and you know um, significant oh, events Absolutely. because of the time, because of the time spent. I struggle. I struggle with that because there are bigger things to worry about than your first night out on the town and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. There, there absolutely are. But you like know, for, someone, for someone that lost someone during the pandemic and, you know, not being able to be with that person, I, I could care less whether you missed out on your first day of college. Like that doesn't worry me. Like I missed yeah. out on significant, it, it, significant time. So for them to worry about like, oh, I can't go, to, I couldn't go to the mall. I couldn't do this, that, and the other. 
that's really trifling stuff. Well, they were well, canceling graduations. I yeah. I have not heard the youngsters in my life whine about it, but I have observed that they've missed it. My nephew was a freshman when the at college when the pandemic hit. He wasn't old enough to drink yet, but still there's all that socialization. It's learning to be independent, learning to make phone calls, learning to call your own fucking doctor and schedule your own doctor's appointment because you live on your own. You know, none of that mm. stuff happened because he moved back home and was doing his freshman year of college remotely from his bedroom. You know, you, you learn to socialize as an adult. You learn to figure out what live music you like. You learn, I mean, there's so much of that little nuance of, of growing from a teenager to an adult that they didn't get because they were in their bedrooms on their computers taking college classes. I have to mm -hmm. unmute myself. <laughs> so then I want to I wanna ask, do we then just stay victim to that situation? Because I, no, I've okay. noticed it. We've noticed it too, because especially in the performing arts, dance classes, people won't do this, people won't do that. They won't. Everything has to be this, that, and the other. Kids are just fucking, like, so sensitive about, like, the smallest thing. Do you let those three years of your life then dictate the rest of how your existence is going to be. Mum and dad can't do everything for you all the time. Yeah. Right. There are times when you're going to have to schedule your own appointment, speak to a boss, speak to a coworker, speak to somebody like that. You can't get your parents to do everything for you. You can't yeah. claim anxiety about everything. But when it's, it's still not true. Okay. And, and look, I get, I know, I know people with legitimate anxiety, yeah? I've seen it, I know what it looks like, but people going, I'm anxious, I can't go to school. There didn't used to be an option. Get your ass to get your ass become more, more <laughs> like, prominent now, that, since the pandemic. So what do we... I feel what, like that's just... just I don't think Everyone's it's just gonna a be pandemic, like, though. Think about how many school shootings there are now. How yeah, many I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about how I would be anxious are... in your country. I'm talking yeah. about like, yeah, a current affair here in Australia. Their lead story the other night was kids too anxious to go to school. Oh, right. dear. Are you well, what goes down over me? there? Is there oh, like, parents. This is the same see, the, and the first thing, the first thing that happened in the video... A parent said to, said to their child, are you going to go to school today? No. I went, that's the first problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you're okay, asking them. Part of the issue is, right, as a parent, you really can't do anything anymore because if you do, the kid's going to go to school and say, my parent was screaming at me. My parent was yelling at me. My parent slapped me. CPS is going to be at the door. What, what, so what do you? What, how are you going to force just, your child I to think go to school? That there is a difference if you between legitimate If you teachers are in the same position, yeah, you can't touch them. If you touch nope. them, CPS is coming. Yep. There's a there's a reason for everything, and I can I can claim anguish. I can claim like if I say something's effectively affecting my mental health, I don't have to do it, and I feel like. There are some, and I'm not, trust me, oh, here, come, here it comes. I can smell it. I've said it. I'm, it's, it's half out there, so I'm going to say it. For some people, it's an escape button. You're like, I don't have to do it. Mental health, done. See ya. Oh, and how is that fair to the people that genuinely struggle? Because I know people that genuinely struggle, and then I see people that aren't struggling at all. Mm -hmm. and I, I but they see. want to be part of the movement. They want to belong yep. to the people who are anxious and get the treatment that those yes. people are getting. Uh, oh. It's, And I think it starts a lot with the parents because they were so worried about them during COVID as well. It does go back to COVID, protecting the yeah, children, exactly. making sure they're okay. And uh, they're, now they're um, it's spilling over and society is jumping onto any little minor thing that people get upset about. Somebody posted a meme on our page the other day, something about about, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you're all nutters. Somebody reported that and said, I am part of a mental health movement that's removing these memes that are, are causing, uh, you know, representing mental health as a, a, a funny thing. And I went, but 
it was funny. And how can I judge what is going to trigger you or the trigger the next person? With, <laughs> ah, fuck. Yeah. It's like it everyone had that. too much. Everyone had too much time to decide what really made. I'm upset by that. And if I say I'm upset by that, I get attention. And then if I get mm -hmm. attention, that gives me dopamine and that makes me happy. So it definitely, I think the COVID, the COVID thing has definitely fostered the trolls. Everyone's got an opinion on everything. We just went through it. As we you have can't discovered. Say that because it you violates can't, yeah. it violates his free speech. But I can say whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And there's the, the nameless, faceless, you know, whatever profile. I can say whatever I want. I would love to see half these people in person and see who has the chutzpah to actually say the stuff that they say to people to their face because it doesn't happen. It's in I, the well, rare occasion. I think people are getting more ballsy in person too. I mean, if you do oh, customers. You see, people are oh, because they we, rip we, this we out and go, some... I'm filming, I'm filming. Right, because I'm I can put, put it on social media. Bitch, please do, please fucking do. Please <laughs> do. I hope you would, okay? Because yeah. I got cameras too, bitch, because I played a whole motherfucking video and show people how crazy you really are. It's okay. <laughs> go ahead. So it's kind of brought the crazy to the surface as well. It's just like, but you know, you spend that much time with yourself. I think you 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 get the self-important you, you can't help but feel self-important. Well, I'm gonna worry about me and mine. Everyone That's else can go jump. We are important. And they're not learning <laughs> conflict resolution because they're staying internal. They're not getting the skills that they need to right. deal with people. There's yeah. a coping mechanism of not getting your way, figuring out how to function when you don't get your disappointment. Way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How to make it a How to negotiate, mediate. You know, yep. that personal responsibility is gone. It's not learned yet. I'm not going to say it's gone. I do think there's hope, but we got to get our young people to a place where they learn that personal responsibility oh. that none of them learned in their bedroom. So when are you going to come over and work with Tyler? <laughs> That's all right. Uncle Stevie's coming for a while, remember? <laughs> <laughs> Not my kid. Then you know the notes to sing. Vera. Vera, she's a Not my kid, not my problem. Not my kids, not my... I just have to keep them alive. I That's... don't want to talk to Tyler, but I can guarantee he'll listen to me. Oh, he won't listen to nobody. He won't. Yeah. He won't. <laughs> you just got to shock that kid. I, he, I will never forget the look on his face when I... He was like... Oh, that's yeah, he right. likes to tell you what to do, but he don't like what you're told what <laughs> he to do. He like a, I hate you. I don't like you that much either. He was like, oh, now go to your, now go to your room. He's like, because he doesn't oh, ever get ever, Candy's like, you need to stop trying to what it, not reason with them, but she's like, I, you know, I'm always trying to explain things to them and talk about their feelings yeah, because you're trying, blah, 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 blah. trying to help them. Help I'm trying them to negotiate, like, get them to talk about because like because I said so. Oh, I've tried that, be, and that's you're trying to be work. the good oh, cop. You're trying to be a good cop hard when you're by yourself because you can't be a good cop and bad cop. Oh, no, and then. You know what happens? So, and then if I do yell, if I do yell, oh, hell Everyone cries. No, Tyler screams back at me. He goes, ah, he goes, you yelled at me. And I'm like, yes, yes, I did because you've been yelling at me all day long and I have finally had enough. And I'm like, and would you like to watch the camera footage? You should, you should just, to be a fly in the wall in my house in the morning, you, you would be amazed that my daughter even uh, loves me anymore. Like, uh, the way that we scream at each other. And she's four fucking years old, and I already want to... I already want to pull my fucking hair out with this kid. You have no idea. Oh, like, see, this morning alone, just because of the things that she wants to carry in her hand while she's in the fucking car seat on the way to my mother's. I want to hold my bows. No, I want to hold my unicorn. No, I want to hold my folder. No, I want to hold this. I go, so I said, two things. You get two fucking things, and that's it. I'm like, <laughs> my bows and my blankie. So I give her the bows and the blankie. Then I close the door. I'm running late. I'm on the way there. I, she's crying in the back. So I go, why are you crying? I wanted my unicorn. I go, the unicorn's in your backpack. You asked for two. I said, two things to hold. Your bow and your blankie. 
Wait, what many unicorns? I said, you're a fucking unicorn! <laughs> fucking unicorns! Like, I said, I'm going fucking Saturday tonight. I said, that fucking elf is not coming. I said, because you know what he's going to do? All he's going to do is report bad news to Santa because you're a bad girl. Every fucking day, you would have argued with me. I was so fucking pissed. This this unicorn, you know, every, you have no idea. Every you brought up a very good point. You brought up a very uh, good point. You brought up a very good point. How the fuck did you navigate Santa during COVID? Uh, what do you mean? I hide the boxy. What you gonna let Santa come in your house without a mask up? There's oh, some strange. No, some no. Strange I saw a lot of people leaving like Santa a mask. I saw a lot of people do that. Hand sanitizer by the chimney. You know, like. By the fireplace. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. Oh, that's that's right. Yeah, he's, he's, he's there's nobody there. So he, the room's empty when Sandra arrives. It's fun. Yeah. He's he's self sanitizing. He's sanitizing. He's sanitizing. That was my favorite he's magic. thing. To do. Magic we went through so style. much we went through so much Glen twenty during COVID. I was like, I would be able to walk out, I'd I'd follow them out going. <laughs> yeah, Especially if they've been popping up. Like... Yeah, we sold out of wipes. Yeah, like... we sold. Yeah, it was a good times. Yeah. Right. Look, You're making your own. I think the most yeah. important thing to realize is that we all got through it, folks. We're here yeah, we're on the other mm. end. We might be on the dip of another one, but you know what? I think no. the world, as we, the world as we know it, is probably never going to go back to that. That is a once in a lifetime generation, as as we've as we've said, as we've seen in the past, and we've lived through it. And hopefully, we can eventually learn more from it about how you know I, we have. We've learned, you know, some people don't want to go into the office, family matters, all that kind of thing. There's the bad side to it that we've gotten a bit selfish and a bit self-centered. But hopefully, in time, as we get distance, we can. We can take good lessons from the pandemic and go, you know what? Don't be a victim to your situation is the biggest thing that I got from it. The time may be wasted, but it's not gone. So while you have time, you should use it. Go on holidays. Talk to the people that you love. Spend time with people that you, you know, make you feel good. Don't feel obligated to be with people just because they're your family. Go out and... Search for search for things that make you happy because you never know. In two weeks' time, we could all be back stuck in the same situation. So take the ball and run with it. It's my mission. It's my message for the folks at home. But thank you for gathering with us today, everyone. I think that's been a rather healthy moment for us all. (laughs) Mental health. I don't feel anxious about it anymore. And um, you have. I do. You brought up all these feelings. Ah, Christina, you have feelings. I think well, and thank you for joining us as your as our thank special you. guest and sharing thank your toilet you. paper and water and all Thanks, that kind guys. of stuff. <laughs> this has been the Uncensored Radio crew, and we will see you again maybe one more time before the round ta- around the round table this year. But it's been real. Keep it real, have some real talk, and you know, stock up on shit roll, I guess. Is the <laughs> Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.